If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, come together once a week over a single topic. And from said topic, we give you, our listeners, and honestly, anyone else who uh, who wants to. Uh, uh, I think our listeners is good. You got to listen. No, I don't think you do have to listen. How else are you going to get them? Friends can pass it on to other friends. Well, I guess. Sure. You know, someone says, dude, I heard this amazing idea on this podcast, on this radio program, uh-huh. on Radio Free Brooklyn, yeah. on iTunes, on Stitcher, yeah. on whatever their listening platform yeah. is. You should listen to it. Man, I don't have time for those podcasts and shit. Just give me the cliff notes. They give them the cliff notes, and someone says, like, that's a great idea, and okay. goes out and gets sick rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can happen. I get it. Okay. Right? I just thought the audio Don't format Don't think. This is all. the problem. This is the problem with you. You start to think, and it all goes to shit. What? Uh. <laughs> anyway, we take these ideas. Yes. Or we give these ideas, yes. I should say. We you listen them. to them. You pass them on to your friends, your yes. coworkers, your family. You tell them they should listen to us. Maybe they make a little scratch off of these ideas and they're like, "Oh, maybe if I actually listen to them, yeah, they'd be I get a little more info that would make me a little more money." And then they start listening to us. But anyway, the point being, we give you these ideas, you take them, you get incredibly rich incredibly quickly. Our ideas are not cookie cutter. One size fits all garbage. And I said it, I mean it, garbage. Yeah. Our ideas are not predicated on the fact that you need to be a great salesman. Our ideas are not predicated, some of them are. Some of them you have to be a great salesman, but not all of them. If that's not your thing, Noel's a terrible salesman. What? Yeah. <laughs> Noel's bad at a lot of things. Noel's bad at most everything. What? No, Noel's bad at everything. Wow. And yet, He's good at coming up with ideas. Oh, not everything. For this show, which basically makes him bad at everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're not cookie cutter. Uh-huh. We don't expect everyone to do all the things. We give you a variety of things on every topic. Yeah. You can go back in the archives, and many of you do, because we're number one, always will be. Radio Free Brooklyn's archive listens. Ahuga, ahuga. Um, suck it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you listen to them all, and you take those ideas, and you get incredibly rich, incredibly quickly. And then, guys, then you look back and you say, "Man, that Josh and Noel, they entertained me." And they made me rich. I feel I need to give back to the cause to help other people to keep this show going, to keep Josh and Noel going, to make Josh and Noel's dreams come true. 
And what are they going to do, Noel? After you're rich, after you are filthy rich, you're going to say, hey, I didn't get here on my own. And and honestly, we don't care if you hurt us or you hurt a friend who hurt us or you read a retweet of us or a, a reposting or a I don't think they read a retweet. Extra shared or someone photocopied a photocopy of a photocopy. If we are the golden source, you owe us 10% of everything you have made. You need to tithe of us ideas. of your riches. Yeah. Off of our ideas. Off our ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Look, once you're rich, you're going to do other things with that money. You're going to play the stock market. Yeah. You maybe become a VC. Invest in real estate. Or a hedge fund yeah. person. You know, that's not our that's not our money. A unless chocolatier. You, a chocolatier. Absolutely. Maybe you'll live out your dream of, of, of renting out tubes for tubing down rivers. And that, that money's all you. That's all you. Unless we told you to. Right. Unless it's an idea of ours, another idea of ours that you used. Yeah. We should do tubing as a uh, as a thing. You love tubing. Woo! I can tell you're a tuber. <laughs> you're a tuber. I think of you as more like a potato. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, I look at you and I think uh, 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 potato. Poi. Poi. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fuck poi. Yeah. Um, the kids will get that one. All our young listeners will get that one. Mm-hmm. You won't, because you're too old. What? You're an old man. Uh, you're an old, old man. You need to have a kid uh-huh. so you can learn all the lingo that okay. the kids are speaking. And then you can pass it on to me. You can use it on the show and keep us fresh and hip and young right. for the youngsters, for generation. What's the generation after, uh, I guess, their Generation Z, right? What? The generation after millennials? Oh, I don't know. millennials are now in their 30s. I think they just add another millennial to it. So it's millennial? Like millennial? Millennials. <laughs> millennials. Millions of millennials. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. So there you go, guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Noel, mm-hmm. it's been a whole week. Uh, I haven't seen you. No, my life has been very busy. Yeah, your life hasn't. No, have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Uh, the doctor today gave me the uh, take that boot off. Thumbs up. This foot is made for walking. This foot is once again made for walking. And that's just what it'll do. That's what it'll do. One of these in days, increments. this foot is going to walk all over you. So he told me, he's like, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just you transition the boot off, mm-hmm. right? So wear it like to work, but then when you're at work, put on your shoe and walk around the office and then put it back on to come back home. And then when you're home, put the shoe back on. I mean, put the your shoes back on, not the boot. And I, at first I thought it seemed a little bananas. But then uh, I got back to work and I had brought my shoe in a bag with me to work so that I, in anticipation of losing the boot. Mm-hmm. And it feels weird to be walking on this foot again mm-hmm. after after only two months. But it feels like, like, like a feat that I'm almost... Walking on a tightrope. Mm. It feels like I feel floppy ankled. Mm-hmm. My foot feels like, is this what it's supposed to be doing? I'm going to really laugh if you walk up the stairs after the show. I and, put my, I got my shoe on right now. And fall down and no. break your, break your no, foot. No, that would not be funny. I will laugh my ass I off. I will sue you. Good luck. <laughs> 
Good luck. Maybe you'll get my my non-existent heater. Um, but it made me think about you know rabbit's foots and Lucky Charms. Uh-huh. Um, and when I was at school, uh, when I was in my second year of school, let's just say I ran out of money completely, very suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh. Is this college, or are we talking like eighth grade? Uh, no, we're talking university. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I completely ran out of money, and I didn't have money for food. I did have a girlfriend whose mom made her a whole bunch of pre-made meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I she'd give me some of that. What was her name? Uh, Michelle. What was the mother's name, I meant? Oh, uh, I don't know. Mrs. Lee? You dated a Michelle Lee? Yeah. That's like a, a a somewhat famous person's name, Michelle. Is Lee. it? Yeah, she was a she was like a a, a host okay. of shows in the seventies and eighties. All right, she had an ST on this woman. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but there were some issues when we broke up. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could be said for any of your breakups. Ah, uh, you never know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so uh huh. I had no uh, money for food, basically. So I did have a lot of oatmeal. Um, and I ate oatmeal for a lot of meals. You must have shit like a champ. Oh, I always do. Um, there's actually... A, because of all of your... Uh, oatmeal? Uh, oatmeal. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, I found all these different ways to make it. Uh, it's good with a little jam and butter. Uh-huh. It's also good with, you know, the old... Traditional brown sugar and mm-hmm. milk. Mm-hmm. Butter. A little maple syrup's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Apples. Uh, Bananas. Fruit have... is nice in it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but, yeah, so I ate nothing but oatmeal for a while, lost some weight. And now whenever, so back to the Lucky Charms. Now whenever I move anywhere, I get a big thing, sealed container of oatmeal. <clears throat> Quaker oats, you go Quaker instant. Oats. You go instant, or no. do you go uh, 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 the rolled, or do you go? I with go the... semi instant, the uh-huh. stuff that you can make the up rolled. pretty quick. And then I put it in the top shelf, way back, mm-hmm. and I leave it there, and I never touch it. Uh, and I, I I put it in the corresponding shelf to where my tattoo is, so it matches my tattoo. And then what? Yeah, that's what I do. That's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, what you do is ridiculous. No matter what happens. What does that mean, the corresponding shelf to your tattoo? You keep the tattoo on a shelf and then put it on when you're going out? If the shelf was my body, the oatmeal goes with the tattoo. Uh And uh, if I ever, if there's something goes wrong and I run out of money, I got food. Because I got that container of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. So you had in your old place, mm-hmm. which you lived in for a long time, fourteen years, less oh, than that. Okay, roughly. Yeah. You're just gonna let me. You, I'm gonna you, let you say why whatever it is. Why won't you? Why won't you? What? <laughs> what about that needs to be so secretive? That's the thing I don't understand. I, like, I was there for like I guess sixteen years. Sixteen years. Yeah. Okay, sixteen years in that place. Yeah. You had a box of oatmeal that okay. followed me from across the street. Oh, I thought you bought a new one when you moved. No, I didn't. I, I kept that one. Okay. So so you so for twenty years you've had I a might bo- still have the same one. Yeah. That's probably not edible. It's probably edible. Mm, no, twenty years is too long. Mm, you just gotta soak it longer. Mm. 
always have food. Never uh-huh. have to worry about it. Yeah, until you open it up and the cockroaches are infesting it. I No, it's sealed. No, it doesn't matter. We used to get... So I'm going to tell you a little story about sealed. Okay. All right? So in all wheat products, there are bugs' eggs. That's a rumor. Okay, so let me tell you about in St. Thomas... Uh-huh. We would go to the market, so everything we get got in St. Thomas, and I think it's still the case, yeah. has to be shipped down there. Sure. And it is shipped down via boat. Okay. So stuff is made, it's sent out via boat, it sits in the warehouses for however long, then it sits on a boat for however long, then uh-huh. it makes it down to St. Thomas, and then it sits on a shelf for however long. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times we would buy noodles. Can I interrupt here and say one fact? Uh-huh. It's a well-known fact that St. Thomas is made out of cockroaches. But keep going. <sighs> how many times we would open noodles, particularly uh-huh. uh, 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 lasagna noodles, because they were flat and wide. They weren't the little one. They weren't thin. Uh-huh. And you'd open it up, and there would be all these little bugs crawling all over it, and there would be holes in all of the thing from where they had hatched and eaten their way out. Okay. So all I'm saying is, in your box of oats mm-hmm. that you have had there for now over 20 years, <laughs> chances are good uh-huh. that when you open them up, it's going to be nothing but bugs. Well, okay. They're going to have eaten all the oats. It may even be all dead bugs, or it may just be maggots feasting on the bodies of their dead bug parents. So I do agree with you. I should replace it now that you mention it. (laughs) But all you got to do, because we had flower bugs, Uh uh, and so I read up on flower bugs. And they're tasty. All you got to do is take whatever it is mm-hmm. and put it in the freezer for three days. And that'll kill them? It'll kill them and kill the eggs. Okay. And then I can put that up forever. Okay. That's how the Egyptians stored their wheat. They froze it? Yeah, for three days. They froze it. The Egyptians froze their wheat. Listen, it's a fact. In Egypt, before refrigeration. We got getting rich to do, dude. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Well, I think we both know we're a little slim on get rich today, so... <laughs> Just be prepared, guys. Going to be a lot of conversation in this episode. Yeah. A little bit of conversation, a little bit of I just want to tell a quick story because I was down in Florida over the weekend. Okay. I was down in St. Petersburg. We stayed at lovely uh, North Reddington Beach right on the Gulf of Mexico. Our hotel, while kind of shitty, um, clean, though. I'll give it the clean points. Staff was lovely. Bed was deeply uncomfortable. Crazy sound problems there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, right on the beach, leave your room, go downstairs, walk past the pool, boom, you're boom. on the beach. On the beach. No one else on the beach. Okay. Beautiful. Great. Fantastic. Anyway, it was Deb's birthday. We were down there for something sad. One day we did the sad thing. Then another day for her birthday, I surprised her by taking her on a jet ski tour. I saw the pics. Right? I, thinking... Jet skis are super easy to ride nowadays because yeah. it's just like a big cushiony seat and handlebars. Yeah. Said we can do a two-hour tour, no problem. Uh-huh. So we go the first hour, and you know it's a little more difficult than I expected because uh, there's some there's this thing called physics that's involved with it that I wasn't aware of, and it's because there's no rudders on these things, mm-hmm. so you actually need to get to the point where you're planed and flat okay. to. It's counterintuitive in that the faster you go, the better it handles. Okay. Because the jet has to be above water. The little wings that stabilize it have to be sort of as far out of the water as they can go. 
the deeper they are in the water, the less you can move. So as you go faster, you plane out, you sit higher on the water. And as uh. you sit higher in the water, you can steer better. Took me a while to get that in my bones. Finally got it. We're on like glass. The water's like glass and doing like 55, 60 miles an hour. Right. The throttle is a lever. Uh-huh. Like if you were on a bicycle, it would be your brake. Yeah. Right? So the first hour, finally get the hang of it. We're shooting across. It's fantastic, great, whatever. Then on the way back for the second hour, the decision is, and we stop at this beach and we get off at this beach and wander around and blah, blah, blah. Then for the second hour, we decide we're gonna, he decides we're going to go around on the Gulf side. Mm-hmm. Now, we have to cut all the way across uh, and then go around this beachhead and then go around. And now we're getting into choppy water. Yeah. Choppy water and a lot more boats going a lot faster, so a lot of wake. So suddenly there's a lot of like sort of jumping out of the water and slamming yeah. down and jumping out yeah. of the water and slamming down. Now the problem with this is okay is as you're going and you're jumping out of the water and slamming down, you're sort of sliding backwards and as you're sliding backwards, your fingers on that lever, right? Cuz that's your gas mm-hmm. and you have to maintain your speed and you slide backwards and your natural reaction is to hold tighter to the 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 handlebars yeah. and you squeeze that lever. Now the lever's super sensitive, so suddenly you squeeze it and you jump forward 15 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So you were doing 30, 35, now you're doing 50 and yeah. you're not prepared for it. So you jerk backwards. Yeah. And when you jerk backwards, you pull in the lever all the way and suddenly you're doing 65 miles an ah, hour. Ah. Um, and you are holding on for dear life, squeezing the shit out of the seat, and you're like screaming, and then you realize, oh, I just got to let go. And you let go, and then you're sort of bouncing up and down, bouncing up and down. So this is going on. I'm getting really frustrated, and I hit a wake, and I jump about five feet out of the water, and the thing slams down, Uh and I'm sitting, and my left testicle just gets crushed. Now we're talking. And shoots back up inside uh, my body. This is my favorite story. <laughs> <laughs> my shorts ride uh, all the way up on me. So now it looks like I'm wearing a bikini because yeah. my bathing suit, which is sort of a standard bathing suit, is now riding all up on me. I've got this moose knuckle uh, only on one side because one nut is yeah, shoved up no. inside of me and it's starting to swell uh-huh. and getting stuck inside of okay. me. Okay. <laughs> So I decide what I need to do is to try to stand up while I'm doing this, <laughs> yep, right? Yep, yep. So now I stand up and I'm doing it, and I suddenly fall backwards, and as I'm falling backwards, I'm pulling on the lever, uh-huh. and so suddenly I am shooting, and I'm literally popping a wheelie doing about 65 miles yeah. an hour, and I'm about to fall off, and I let go, and then I slam forward, and I shoot forward, and I smash the inside ah! of my leg. And so now my whole left leg is cramping up, uh-huh. and we still have about 45 minutes of riding to go to get back All right. to home. At this point, we're running behind. The, our, our tour guide, I put in air quotes, decides that he's not even going to check up on us, and he is just shooting way ahead. Mm-hmm. Deb is sort of holding on for dear life, but she's making it back behind him. I am way far behind them at this point. All right. And I'm sort of thinking like, well... I may just sit here and wait for them to realize I'm not here and come back and tow me in because I don't know if I can do this. But I'm watching them literally disappear in the distance. Uh 
And so now I'm sort of limping in. I'm like trying to go like 20 miles an hour. And every time I hit a wave, I'm just sort of jerking and in like in pain and jerking and in pain. And I'm doing things where like I try to go a little bit faster and then I stop and then try to go a little bit faster and then I stop. And uh, I pass by this boat. Uh-huh. There's a boat sitting there. And on the other side of the boat is a, is a, is a dude just hanging out on his jet ski. All right. And he sees me, and he sees my jet ski, and he looks at me, and he points uh-huh. in the direction because he knows I'm with Deb and this guy because uh-huh. they've disappeared. And he goes, they went that way. And I was like, thanks, man. And I had to just sadly limp my way back. All right. And when I got there, the guy was like, what happened, dude? What happened? And I was just like, you guys need to rent cups with these things yeah, because my balls are broken. When you got back to your hotel, what you could have done is tied some floss around it and then slammed the door, tied the other end to a doorknob, <laughs> slammed the door, and it would pull the testicle back out of your body. Yeah, like a kid with his tooth. Yeah. Yeah. How would I have tied my uh Well, you get a, a, like a, like a, like a, like, you know, those darts with the little plungers on uh-huh. them? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. But you know what the best thing about that trip was? What? Breakfast. Yeah. Every good meal we had. We had none of the food we had was particularly that's not true. At the at a memorial that we were at, mm-hmm. the the Puerto Rican food was slamming. Okay. Good. But but otherwise we found a bunch of good breakfast place down there and we ate some good breakfast. Oatmeal? No. Uh, no oatmeal. Could add a I don't like luck. oatmeal. You know when I was doing my GERD diet, uh-huh. I could only eat oatmeal for for ever. Okay. Because it's it's Neutral acidity, okay, but with nothing in it. Uh-huh. You need made with water. It. You need a little, uh, little milk in it. A uh, little milk, some butter, some salt, some sugar, some sugar. Yeah, anything sweet. It was so gross. Oatmeal by itself is so fucking gross. It's not that bad. It's, it's gross. Still oatmeal. It's gross as fuck. I never liked oatmeal. I never liked hot cereal. Raisins in it. I mm. couldn't put raisins in it. I could not put anything in it. Delicious. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, Noel. Yeah. It's fitting. That you ate oatmeal, yeah, and my best meals were breakfast. And lucky oatmeal was my lucky charm, because <coughs> it's magically delicious, That's right? Because today's topic is today's topic is breakfast. How to get rich with it? How to make the most important meal of the day the most fiscal meal of the day? That's terrible. That's awesome. No, that's one of your worst. That was one of the classics. Mm, classically bad. Yeah, one day they're going to have like a best of episode and they're just going to play that over and when over. When they do the worst of Noel Deneen, <laughs> that one's going to be right towards the top. That's the best. You guys, breakfast. How are you getting rich with it? I'm going to tell you. I don't know if you know this, but uh, traditional breakfasts are on the decline, right? Uh, the situation is better than it was a few years ago. Uh, at that point, a lot of people were quitting breakfast altogether, just stopping it. And mm-hmm. breakfast was in a tailspin. Uh, breakfast now, though, is again on the rise. Uh, between 2016 and 2019, 5% more people eat breakfast than did before. Mm-hmm. Um, the top requirements people have for what they choose for breakfast today, though, are sustenance and convenience, right? Mm-hmm. It's a changing game from what it was before. Um, Sit-down breakfasts are quickly disappearing. One-third 
of consumers are interested in foods that can be eaten on the go. And among the younger folk, it's actually much higher than that. Mm. Uh, right? So smoothies, breakfast sandwiches, yogurts, bowls. So many people are now eating granola bars for breakfast that they're being redubbed as breakfast bars. It's true. It's kind of crazy. They're being recalled mm-hmm. in a, in a, in 20 years. They won't know what a granola bar is. They're just going to no- think they're breakfast bars mm-hmm. or cereal bars. I guess mm-hmm. they call them too, right? You know, uh, it's become cliche to even talk about millennials and their avocado toast. Uh, but that trend actually points to the rise of savory breakfast preferences. Um, so, you know, how can we carve out a niche in the breakfast world today, right? I've never been a big one for breakfast so much. Don't like eggs. Uh, I would have cereal as a kid. We were never allowed any sugary cereals. Um, so, yeah. Not a lot of sugar cereals. Uh-huh. My favorite thing for <gasps> breakfast as a kid actually was um, cold pizza. Loved it. Yeah, every kid loves cold pizza. Yeah, right? It's the best. Cold uh, spaghetti? Did you like cold spaghetti? I did, but I don't know if I ever had it for breakfast. But I did like cold spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Cake. girlfriend always wants to heat up everything leftover to eat. She's crazy. And a lot of things, I'm just like, no, I want it cold. Yeah, and she's like, she doesn't understand. No, no, heat it. And I'm like, no, I want it cold. And she thinks I'm like... like Cultural difference. I guess. Big cultural difference. I don't know if you guys are going to make it. <laughs> um, so nowadays, once again, I am trying to eat a little something for breakfast in the morning. Uh uh, and, and I am eating, you know, when I get to work. So I'm ge- eating those on-the-go type things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you eating cold pizza for breakfast? No, I'm not. I should. It'd be healthier than most breakfasts. Well, yeah. <clears throat> um. So most of those on-the-go breakfast items are horrible. The bars that aren't pure sugar are just like weird protein paste. Uh-huh. I don't know how they mess these things up so bad, but they sure have, right? <gasps> Uh, even though the uh, the breakfast preferences have changed, those bars have not, right? Uh, they're all what we would dub as traditional breakfast flavors. They're sweet, fruity, mapley, cinnamony, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to embrace the new palate. And I did, as you alluded to, saw an article saying that pizza is healthier breakfast than sugar cereals. And uh, it has the same calories, less sugar, more vitamins, more protein. Um, what if we made it even better for breakfast and made it for breakfast, right? What if we market a pizza breakfast bar? We health it up a little bit, right? We take the crust. We make it a whole oat crust with seeds and grains in it. Uh, make it a good sauce. An avocado sauce. And you can even dry it out, too, so it's it's <coughs> it's not runny and messy. Uh but yeah, yeah, uh, you you make that's what you make. You make pizza breakfast bars, breakfast su- bars. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking breakfast bars like places like bars like actual no. restaurants. No, no, no. About like On a, the I go. Uh huh. Um, you know, even bad pizza is better than no pizza. So if you screw it up, it's still gonna sell. But don't screw it up. <clears throat> um, it will sell like hotcakes used to. 
<laughs> you will make a lot of money. You know what? Where the real money is? Where? But this is for the big chains. Uh huh. So out there, all you big chains, listen to me. If 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 McDonald's were to make a breakfast pizza, it would sell more than anything. If any of these big chains were to market <clears throat> a, a a breakfast pizza item, I, I have some recollection that uh-huh. McDonald's tried to do a pizza. Yes. At one point, and yeah. it was a big fail. I think it sold in Canada. So, like I said, a big fail. Yeah, but I think for breakfast they'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I think I think for breakfast they would. And regardless, you're going to do it, and you're going to do it on the scale that will will work. And you're going to see the millennials mm. eating pizza bars for breakfast on the subway, and mm. you're going to make a million dollars. Pizza hot pockets for breakfast. Well, exactly. All the technology for for shelf stable pizza is already around. Yeah, you know, you can make it fresher if you want, but you don't even have to. You can just remake, re geometry a pizza pocket. Mm-hmm. That's it. Give, we're rich. I'm going to give you a moment to applaud yourself. Congratulations. The crowd goes wild. Good idea, no. You know, as I was researching breakfast, mm-hmm. I was kind of amazed at all the breakfasts from around the world. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, in Asia, a lot of people love to eat fish yeah. for breakfast. I know. In Thailand, they, the classic breakfast is a spicy fish with sweet and spicy pork served with rice and a load of a mint. In Japan... Tofu with fermented fish and rice soaked in soy sauce. Um, China, mm-hmm. the really classic one, which is just uh, unpleasant to me, is uh, congee, mm-hmm. which you sort of like. Okay, a rice, okay, a rice sure. porridge is fine, but they serve it with eggs, but not just any egg. Century-old eggs. Do you know these century-old eggs? Yeah. They take an egg and they ferment it Ugh. underground for months at a time. And it comes out all black and fermented, and the yolk is sort of gelatinous, and uh, they're soaked for a long time, and they t- get kind of green, mm-hmm. and they smell like Satan's asshole, and they plop that in their kanji, and uh, uh, I'm by Satan's asshole I mean sulfurous. Okay. Um, and they plop that in the kanji, and they gobble that up. In Japan, they also like to eat azuki beans, which are fermented bean. Not, uh, they're also known as natto beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had those. And those sticky fermented beans. Uh, that's a big f- breakfast favorite. In the proper place, those are good. Uh, uh, you know, the funk, the cheesy funk can be a bit much for okay. me, especially first thing in the morning. I guess I'm a little funkier. Mm, you are. You mm-hmm. like cheesy funk. Mm-hmm. That definitely. Mm-hmm. We know the word. You like. You like. You like nutty coffee and cheesy funk. That's what they say about um, me. The Iranians yeah. in the Middle East, the Iranians love to eat a dish called halim, which is a mixture of wheat, cinnamon, butter, and sugar. Okay. Sounds like, Sounds like breakfast. It's cooked with shredded meat. All right. It still sounds like breakfast. Mm, mm, I don't know. When you mix the shredded meat into it, it just makes it a little weird for me. Okay. Uh, in Germany, a mm-hmm. little closer to what we're used to, they, they eat sausages, cheeses, and bed bread with a nice strong coffee. Okay. Uh, we, of course, know all about, I'm sure, uh, uh, the classic English breakfast. Yeah. 
which is blood sausage, baked beans, mushrooms, grilled tomatoes, a couple of fried eggs. Mm-hmm. That's pretty tasty stuff if yeah. you're into Other it. Other than the egg, I'm, I'm down with All the English cooked breakfast. in just greasy, greasy grease and some toast. Yeah. Um, uh, and America, of course, we love our pancakes. Mm-hmm. We love them so much. In 1958, brothers Al and Jerry Lappin. Mm-hmm. Who at one had previously had owned a series of coffee carts that they had parked around offices all over Los Angeles, came together with twenty five thousand dollars and opened their first brick and mortar restaurant. All right, and they called it the International House of Pancakes. Wow! Now, about seventy years later, yeah. no, sixty sixty some odd years later. There are 1,822 locations worldwide, uh-huh. and last year All right. generated approximately $3.39 billion in sales wow, really? from its U.S. restaurants. Really? Yes. They're going to be opening more restaurants. They uh-huh. have a deal with franchisees in the Middle East, and they're going to be opening them all over Saudi Arabia, Dubai. Wow. They also have just worked a deal with... Uh, uh, one of the major travel stop places uh-huh. on the roads where they'll be opening another 94 to 100 restaurants Wow! Uh, uh, on roadsides. Oh, that's a great place for those, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect place for those. Um, and that number, that $3.39 billion, this is how well they're doing, even though you say breakfast is on the decline. Mm-hmm. No, I said it's back on the <clears throat> recline. Oh, it's back on the recline. Yeah. Uh, that figure has risen over the past nine years. Eight hundred and sixty million dollars. Okay. So in nine years, they've made almost their 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 sales have risen almost a billion dollars mm-hmm. at International House of Pancakes. Wow. Uh, the thing is, there's nothing really international about their pancakes, right? They say it's international because they'll add a different fruit or something mm-hmm. to it, but you know, Rudy Tooty Rockin' Fruity. Yeah. Is not international. Oh. That's very American. Strawberry cheesecake uh-huh. is very American. They don't even use real maple syrup. There's no. only one store yeah. in the entire International House of Pancakes franchise, because they're all franchises, okay. franchise world that uses real maple syrup, and that is the one in Burlington, Vermont. Oh, wow. Because the guy who franchised it asked... No, none of them in Canada do? I don't think so. Ugh. Maybe it's just the U.S., but as far as I know, the only store that uses real maple syrup is uh, the one in Burlington, uh-huh. and it's because the franchisee said, I can't be in Vermont. Yeah, and serve this crap. And serve, I have to be able to serve maple syrup. Now they say that, I'm wondering if there are International House of Pancakes in Canada. There must be. There may be. not be. There must be. There may but not be. But I can't be. think of any. I can't think of ever having yeah. seen one. So this is what I'm saying. Okay. People love breakfast. People love breakfast all day. Yeah. Right? I mean, look at McDonald's. That was another one of the trends is is more and more people are are, uh, eating breakfast out of breakfast hours. Yep. Look at McDonald's. McDonald's McDonald's desperate to find ways to make money because their sales have been drastically dropping because people Mm -hmm. aren't eating crap fast food anymore. Yeah. Uh, The only thing that has stuck out of all of their ideas, and they've tried lots of them. They tried pizza. They tried donuts. They tried doing the McCafes. Mm-hmm. They've tried uh, uh, bringing international sandwiches here. They try all these things, and they just don't cut it. 
But the one thing they've done that's made that's made the grade that's lasted mm-hmm. has been all day breakfast. Okay. All McDonald's do all day breakfast now, so you can go in and you can get an egg McMuffin and uh, a hash brown whenever you want it. Okay, I do like the hash browns. Yeah, the hash browns are crispy and golden. Yeah, little greasy. Yeah, but that's all right. Um, you're gonna open up, and I know they already use this, but you're gonna you're gonna open up an IHOB. Okay. International House of Breakfast. Oh. And you're actually going to do breakfasts from around the world. Aye, 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 aye. You're going to have pancakes. Okay. You're going to have your eggs whichever way. You're going to have omelets. You're mm-hmm. going to have English breakfast. Mm-hmm. You're going to have German worsts and local cheeses. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Iranian halim. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Chinese kanji with 100-year egg. Yeah. You're going to have all of that stuff. Shuka. Shakshuka. But the beauty of it is, uh-huh. is that so many of these dishes, Americans really wouldn't eat yeah. until lunch or dinner. So you're going to have people coming in, and they're going to be like, oh, it's breakfast, but it is lunch. Yeah. It's breakfast, but it is at dinner. Yeah. IHOB, International House of Breakfast. You're going to get cultures... If you open them in a place like New York City, people are going to be like, oh, man, the yeah. Iranian guy is going to be like, oh, I haven't had halim for breakfast in yeah. so long. International House of Breakfast is right there. I'm going to go in and get my halim. Yeah. Japanese tourists are going to be like, oh, these eggs and bacon, so disgusting, these Americans with their heavy foods in the morning. Yeah. I just want some tofu and fish over rice. Yeah. Oh, my God. International House of Breakfast. Yeah is open yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sun never sets on breakfast. That's right. And there you go. All right. I like it, guys. It's fantastic. If you want to reach out to Josh and tell him how much you like it, you can. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel page, hit the Sponsor button, and, you know, pledge an amount. Half the money goes to Josh and I. Half the money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you hate us, you can also show us in the best way possible which is to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Not a red cent goes to Josh or I, and you have shown us. Uh, you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 organization. You get to feel good about supporting the arts and the after-school teens program and all the good things that Radio Free Brooklyn is. Um you want to support us in other ways, you can. You can download the app. You can get the newsletter. You can just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and see what you can do to help support us. We've got, we got coming up soon, we got a drive to five, which is going to be a, a fundraising mega project uh, to try and keep us growing. Uh, I think we're done with the me bottle at this point. If not... Buy a me bottle? (laughs) 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 Uh, If we are, yeah, still check them out. They supported us for a while, and they're all right in our books. Um, You guys, as thanks to you for listening to me, I like to say another little way for you to get another little rich. This is international for your breakfast thing. It's so bad. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing for the commercials. What, yeah, what are the commercials going to be like Lucky Charms yeah. meets breakfast? Excuse regular me, breakfast. Sarge. You know where I could get me a potato for breakfast? And then it'll be like someone else from another country being like, potato. 
<laughs> wow. Come on. Let's racist it up. No. You do you. Come on, son. Uh, so, you guys, here's another <laughs> little way to get another little rich. Take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Talk about the best summer job ever. The only problem it's taken. Seb Smith will be traveling the world testing water slides for a British resort company. He'll fly to places like Jamaica, Egypt, and Ibiza, all expenses paid. He beat out 2,000 other applicants and will make about $34,000. Not bad for a six-month gig. Testing out water slides. There you go. Apparently, we got the classics in rotation. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to just putting a loop together of you going, potato. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. We're getting rich. We're getting rich with breakfast. How are we going to do it? We're going to tell you right now. Here it comes. You can slow it down a little bit. Yeah, I probably should. I probably should. You're really rushing through right now. Energy's high. I just said, no, but see, but here's the thing. Uh Uh-huh. You make me want to shut you up all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the way to shut you up is to keep moving. Uh Uh-huh. Nope, doesn't work, really. (laughs) That does. No, it really doesn't. Well, it makes me... It shuts you up in my head. You know, I just want to say, I don't know, you know, we, we put out a challenge to our uh, uh, listeners last week. We did. I don't remember what it was it exactly. It was something. <laughs> it was something, but I don't remember what it was. But I was expecting to see my inbox, the inbox mm-hmm. for us, full. Yeah. I'm assuming that people are sending us emails and they're not getting to us for some reason. Yes. So what I'm going to suggest to you guys is if you want to talk to us, if you've got the ideas, you're reaching out to us, do it through Facebook. Yes. Because Noel checks it all the time. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a life, and he likes letting Mark Zuckerberg know everything about him. I keep thinking about ditching Facebook, but then it's like I don't really do anything on it other than, like, check to see, I don't know, high school friends will, like, reach out and stuff sometimes and things like that. I haven't been on Facebook in over a year now, like literally have not been on a couple messenger posts mm-hmm. um, and uh, certainly not on mine. I've gone on our the, the GRQ Josh and Noel one to just look at look if there have been some comments or anything like that, but not on mine at all. And I got a, a, a notification email from them saying, hey, Josh, we miss you. No, we think that you're in two photos. Uh-huh. Please take a look. Yeah, I wasn't tagged. Uh uh-huh. Please take a look and confirm and tag yourself. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And yeah. I clicked on, and there were two photos of me that's, that someone had posted uh-huh. that they didn't tag me in, um, and and Facebook knew it. It's creepy. Fucking You know what creepy. else is creepy? So it, this is a result of being of a certain age, I'm assuming, uh-huh. and um, not logging on to Facebook as much as I once did at one uh-huh. point. Is there really periods where pretty much every time I I open Facebook, because the things that get the more hits get bumped to the top of the mm-hmm. news feeds if you haven't seen them, and all I'll see every time is the fact that someone I barely know, their dog or their parent or their spouse or someone died. Wow. And it's just like, great. This person who I hardly know just got me depressed. Mm-hmm. Do I do I comment on this? Hey, mm-hmm. haven't seen you in thirty years. Sorry about your 
<laughs> right? Like, yeah. You know what else I find creepy? What? The age difference between you and your girlfriend. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> you find that sexy. I find I'm jealous. Sexy. Actually what I well, find. It's, not, it's not a crazy age difference. Yeah, it's Josh was just 25 being, years. It's 10 years. 25 years. 10 years. 25 years. Only if I keep having to say it over and over. <laughs> then you add them all together. <laughs> anyway, no. Anyway. Breakfast. Breakfast. We're going to make some money on it, right? As we said, millennials are a change in breakfast, right? Um, most breakfasts now have to be eaten in a car or a train, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when millennials do actually sit down for breakfast, they turn them into bruisey, boozy brunches. Oh, pigs. Right? All you can drink brunch. Yeah. Bottomless brunch. That's illegal in New York. Is it? It was never legal, but they never enforced it, and uh-huh. it had gotten so bad in some places yeah. that, and, and there were some videos that went super viral. One of them was outside of a restaurant that a friend of mine was the chef at. Really? <laughs> yeah, that the neighbors <laughs> the neighbors got so angry they put cameras out and just videotaped people drunkenly uh, stumbling out uh, of there, like wasted beyond belief, and they actually got shut down. Uh, they got their liquor license taken away right. from them. So uh, thanks, millennials. Uh, but uh, so to get a finger on the pulse of millennial breakfast attitudes, I did what any old fart out there will do. I turned to Vice, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I looked through, I, I, I uh, searched Vice for breakfast and mm-hmm. looked through page after page after page after page of articles. And I got a pretty good uh, feel for what the, what the kids say about the breakfast now. Mm-hmm. Almost all of these articles were about breakfast sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Out of over, well over 200 articles I looked at, not necessarily read, just, just you know, perused, um, out of well over 200 articles, I only saw two articles about cereal. Mm. Uh, one was about people who make beer out of cereal. Right. And another one was about a classic cereal brand museum. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Obviously, the millennials ain't feeling the cereal too much, right? Cereal, and yet, Kellogg's uh, opened up a Kellogg's cereal restaurant bar right in Union Square. To try and get them in there. Cereal is dying out fast, and it ain't coming back. Not, d- d- cereal bar be damned, unless they start putting booze in that. Uh, bottomless booze in that. Maybe they are. Cereal. Maybe you can get uh, <laughs> frosted wheat and rye whiskey. Yeah. Uh, So the internet is littered with articles about how millennials will not eat cereal. Um, They only want to see it in craft beer museum. And I heard this fact and I thought, hmm. What was that last bit you just said? They only want to see it in craft beer and museum? Or a museum. Oh, okay. As in I the gotcha. second article. Yeah, yeah. Vice, that's, that's, Mr. Pay that, Attention. No, I was paying Woo! attention. You just didn't seem like you understood what I you were reading. Josh so. is having a stroke, guys. Mm, yeah. Let's listen to it back All and right. listen to Noel read that section and see who's having the stroke. So anyway, now that my momentum is completely broken. Your momentum? My momentum. Uh, <laughs> Spock, we need more momentum. <laughs> yep. Uh so they, the millennials only see uh, 
cereal as something they want anything to do with, basically, right? Smells <laughs> like opportunity to me. Yeah. Right? Uh, disruption. Mm, that's a millennial word. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of cereal. That mm-hmm. ain't going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so here's a little fun fact for you. Okay, hit I'm me. I'm sure you know it. Uh, between 1946 and 1953, <clears throat> Quaker Oats and MIT conducted an experiment where they fed radioactive oatmeal to over 100 <laughs> mentally disabled school kids. <laughs> Here's a fun little fact. Uh, Parents were told that the experiment would feed the children a highly nutritious breakfast. Uh, And uh, in 1998, the kids were actually awarded millions in damage. No longer kids. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. No longer kids. They all live, though, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Or enough of them to to collect these damages. Were awarded millions of damages. So (laughs) these mentally retarded kids were fed... Cereals dosed <laughs> with radi- radioactive corn nuts. I don't know why I find this so funny. It's oatmeal. so horrible. Radioactive oatmeal. Yeah. And you wonder why I fucking hate oatmeal. Well, Quaker oat. Quaker, Quaker oats. What was the purpose of this experiment? Uh, just to, to see if they eat it, I guess. <laughs> It must have been like some sort of eugenics thing where it was sort of like, let's see what radioactive anything does yeah. to people and who can we use? Well, there's all these mentally disabled kids. And then the report even went on to say, and we're not sure if the now now if they really were all mentally disabled. Like, oh <laughs> like what what how many how many conspiracies are in this? Like <laughs> <laughs> But uh but so uh You'll be happy to know that now scientists are trying to flip the script, Mm -hmm. right? Scientists have been experimenting with using oats to clean up nuclear waste. They've planted, the planted oats soak up strontium, which is a cancer-causing heavy metal. Uh, Strontium has a composition like calcium, so it attacks the body directly at the bones when it gets eaten. Wow. And, uh... Coincidentally, I heard just yesterday mm-hmm. uh, a podcast, No Such Thing as a Fish, which I love. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, if anyone doesn't know, they British dudes given lots of odd facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were talking about lead poisoning, and that's the same way they described it, is it your body confuses it with calcium. So I bet you this also will soak up lead in the soil, right? Um, but anyway... So uh, you're going to go get this dirt cheap oats because the millennials <clears throat> ain't eating it in nope. the cereal anymore. Uh, you're going to get it and you're going to plant it in some toxic zones, some Fukushima zones, some Chernobyl zones, and whatever whatever this last one in Russia that they don't yet even admit happened, uh-huh. uh, all over the place you're going to plant these oats you're going to soak up the radiation you're going to get paid government cleanup money double dip time double dip time guys wow sounds a lot like my idea for hemp no it's not it sounds a lot it's like not. my idea for hemp it's not why not because it's not you're why dumb <laughs> <And> <laughs> because these are so cheap because of the millennials and 
double <laughs> dip, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. As I said, sugar cereals are being regulated to the museums, right? We like them, but people our age like them, right? Mostly out you of being relegated st- to the museums. Yeah. Mostly out of nostalgia for their youth, so thinking of uh-huh. sitting in front of Saturday morning cartoons and eating whatever cocoa puffs or uh-huh. whatever, right? Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna make cereal with the radioactive oats, mm-hmm. and you're gonna sell it to these kids from the lawsuit <laughs> who love the nostalgia, uh, <laughs> and they are chock full of money from their lawsuit, uh-huh. and they will gobble it up top dollar, paid. Double paid. I mean, the basic premise of it is exactly my... uh, You're stalling uh, to not give another idea. I have another idea. I'm just shocked that you actually... Because you never steal one of my ideas. I don't think I did. You stole one of my ideas. No. You absolutely Cleaning up radiation. Yeah, that's what I was doing with hemp. You were not cleaning up radiation. I absolutely was. Cleaning up lead poisoning. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Just let it go. You, You, you. You, 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 you... I'm not. It's like joke stealing. I'm not going to say that you intentionally did it, but you heard it. It was in your brain, and you. It might have been. I was rushed. <sighs> you can come up with whatever excuses you want. You copped my idea. Just fess up to it. Thank you. Anyway, Noel. Anyway, you've said it over and over and over yeah. again. Breakfast is sweet. Yeah. The idea that the importance of breakfast as the most important meal of the day is a mm-hmm. myth. Myth. I've told you this before. It was started by food companies as a way of getting Americans to eat grain products and drink orange juice. All of these grain products, waffles, mm-hmm. <coughs> cereals, mm-hmm. uh, 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 syrups, yep. um, orange juice, yep. the breakfast juices, the breakfast bars, they are filled with sugar. Yeah. When your parents said you can't eat dessert for sugar, uh-huh. they were out of their mind. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can't eat dessert for breakfast. They're out of their minds because breakfast is dessert, dessert yeah, for much. a meal. Yeah. Randomized controlled trials have been done mm-hmm. that have shown that getting people to eat, eat breakfast can actually be counterproductive to health and weight loss. Okay. It found that people who skip breakfast eat more later in the day, but they don't eat enough to compensate for the calories they skipped earlier on. Um, <clears throat> on average, that people who were asked to skip breakfast eat, on average, 260 fewer calories a day than those who eat breakfast. All right. Most of those calories that you eat at breakfast are completely empty calories. Unhealthful, pure sugar. Yeah. Not even fiber because you're using white flour for most of your sure. pancake yeah. thingies and stuff. Dishes. These research concluded that caution is needed when recommending breakfast for weight loss in adults, and it could have the opposite effect. Well, those food companies did a hell of a good job in convincing people that breakfast was the most important meal of the day. Uh-huh. When I was growing up, if I didn't eat breakfast, I'd get yelled at. Oh, you yeah. have to eat something. To. Eat something. You need it. They convinced you. They convinced doctors mm-hmm. to tell people that they needed it to give them energy throughout the day. That if you didn't, you would see on 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 ABC's uh, uh, those little interstitials in the uh, uh, on the Saturday morning cartoons yeah. of the 
cartoon guy talking about health, like singing songs about how you better eat breakfast or your brain's going to go crazy. Well, they were wrong. And it's time to flip the script. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the lunch lobby to pay you to convince everyone that lunch is the most important meal of the day. You're going to get people eating sandwiches and salads, Uh. and they're going to be eating lots of them because they're going to be so hungry from skipping breakfast. You're going to push the uh, intermittent fasting as the best diet to have, and when should you break the fast? During the four hours, that would be lunch from 12 to 4. Okay. You're going to get companies like Just Salad, Chipotle. Mm -hmm. They're going to be throwing money at you to get these people chowing down. Not one burrito at lunch, but two. Okay. Three big bowls of salad. You're going to go to Blimpy's, and they're going to be like, have multiple sandwiches, and they're gonna you're gonna be like, yes, mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Hey, and that's good. And uh, you did guarantee that unless our suggestion next week is lunch, I won't steal your idea. Well, that one because it, it certainly wasn't breakfast. Anyway, <laughs> what do you think the chances uh, are that if, now you're gonna you're gonna text me and be like uh, ideas for next week yeah. lunch lunch and lunch? <laughs> yeah, if you want to reach out to Josh and uh, tell him he's a fool, you can. You can get him on Twitter at grq Josh Noel. Don't bother emailing him at grq with Josh and Noel at gmail.com because I don't think they're going through. But Mark Zuckerberg wants you to Facebook him at Facebook slash grq Josh Noel. Go on iTunes anywhere you get a podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, please do. If you only listen to us in podcast form, tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn, get the scheme fight is for everyone else. You guys, you got a lot of money in your pocket, you got to spend it. Josh can tell you how right now. Go. The world's most expensive pacifier. Does anyone else find it odd that a parent would allow their infant to suck on a $17,000 binky? 14 karat white gold studded with 278 paved diamonds. I think they're pave diamonds. Yeah, pave. I I insured my binky for $17,000. That's right. You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Get some babies to suck on. (laughs) Yeah, binky. (laughs) Anyway, Noel. Anyway, guys, uh, we know our ideas are worth taking out loans, selling your soul for how do you know that they're as good as we do it's because josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick to which we judge our schemes by where do rules come from this week uh today's imp- uh, rules 11 rules for success from the people who got it right all right we got time for like one or two if they're quick i got time for one all happiness right. takes work noel happiness takes work happiness takes the wor- makes the world go round mm, right yeah. international house of breakfast that's right so there we go we're one for one, one we're getting for rich one. so once again for josh and noel don't spend all that knowledge in one place Twenty grand.
came back, gonna get rich quick.